0: What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 35 of the Hella Bass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. This week, we're talking with the bait man, Kevin Baxter, about all things baits, mm-hmm. and particular, how to pick baits for my fall tournament in November on Pickwick Lake. So, we had a lot of fun talking with the listeners, uh, covered a lot of bait topics. Uh, several months ago, I was on his live stream, and I got to return the favor and have mm-hmm. him as a guest this week. So, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you want to learn more about the Bait man, search Bait man on YouTube mm-hmm. or Instagram or check the links in the description below. Enjoy the episode. And as always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. We are do doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Uh, happy to have you. Uh, it was awesome being on your stream.
1: Absolutely. I'm putting now, this uh, on your favor.
0: So we'll see uh, how this goes. Little, uh, you know, agenda for tonight. I think uh, we'll talk a little bit what's new with the bait man. I think he's got a few things going on that uh, some fishing related, some not fishing related. Uh, then I think we'll uh, do some shopping. Uh, I'm going to pick the bait man's brain when it comes to pickwick since he's a tva guy uh, he should know something about the tennessee river and he can help me do some shopping help me uh decide where to spend my money and i love some shopping for i just bait. get into old-fashioned just bait talk and whatever anybody in the chat wants to talk about <laughs> all right right, all right good i can see the chat i
1: had the wrong wrong button picked up there so uh, yeah we
0: got some people rolling in here we got some of our uh rider dies like sycamore and rock and
1: yeah sycamore outdoors great guy he's been emailing me today uh make sure it uh, guys that don't know i I was diagnosed with uh the rona officially rona. got the COVID. um i'm I'm not like on my deathbed or anything I want people to understand that but uh I got kind of sick i guess when I was, I was streaming last saturday night um I was coughing a lot and it just kind of got worse. So, I, you know, if I had a fever, I couldn't go into my work. So, I'm like, man, I want to work. So, I just don't want to go in there and get somebody else sick, no matter what it was. And then I got my results back this morning and they're like, yep, you're positive for COVID 10. I'm like, oh, well, that's great. So,
0: and I was on that stream. We were all kind of joking in the chat, like, oh, yeah, Baxter's got the, he's got the Rona, he's got the covoid, And then, yeah. Not funny anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I've had the flu several times in my life. I've had mono twice, and it kicked my butt worse than this ass. The only thing I'll say, I just haven't got my energy level up to where I'm just, like, excited. And, you know, I've napped twice today. Uh, but, you know, I don't have cold sweats. I'm not throwing up or anything like that. And I, I'm ready to talk some baits for a little while and talk some fishing on the TVA, man. You're going to yeah. come my
0: way. What a better place to uh, quarantine than in the bait room, right? You got like a built in sanctuary. So that's right. Things that make me happy all around. See, so we're talking baits, and your energy level is already up about 10% from when you first got on. So
1: this might be the cure. This might be the cure.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, glad to have you. It's good to see you guys. Uh, I see a couple of familiar faces from my stream, a couple from your stream. So uh people are rolling in that's awesome uh make sure you guys hit that thumbs up as you roll in i mean kevin's basically on his deathbed coming in here to do the stream so the least you can do is show some support <laughs> yeah
1: make sure you super chat rich a lot of money too because i'm, I'm, fix- I'm it fixing- to
0: the the, the Batman covid relief fund when we need it no
1: it's going to be the tackle relief fund after i tell you all these baits you're fixing to buy that's true
0: so, yeah, so for the people that are rolling in, like I said, we're, gonna, we're getting caught up with Kevin, and then we're about to do some, uh, some shopping. I've got a couple websites pulled up here. Um, yeah, and we're live on Facebook and YouTube. I uh, actually invest a little bit to the more premium service of the stream to do on multiple streams. So uh, hope you guys enjoy it. hope you guys share it. Uh, hope another place to see and watch the guests is good and it works out. I see you shadow lurking. Uh, But, yeah, so I'm prepping for the Bass Nation National Championship coming up on Pickwick Lake in the middle of November. And I thought, well, I need to do so. I was looking down my, like, checklist of things I need to do and, like, fix this on the boat and do this. And I was like, well, I got to buy some baits before I go down there so I'm ready. And I was like, who better to advise me on baits than a Tennessee River guy than uh, the bait man, right? So he may not know how to catch them, but he knows what they're biting on. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's what's up. Uh, and I, I got out Sunday. I dropped a video yesterday that was really good. I actually caught a bona fide jaint. I got a six pounder in Minnesota.
1: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I always say Jaint's relative, but if it starts with a six, it's automatically Jaint.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and then the very next day we got six inches of snow. So time to do some shopping until uh we get the boat out again. And I might not get the boat out until I drive down to Pickwick, so we'll see. <clears throat>
1: did you say your tournament's uh, basically, did you say October or November
0: 26th? Uh, it's like November like 11th through the 13th. So right oh. in the middle of November, 2nd. The
1: first time I ever went to Pickwick was uh, for a BFL wild card. And um, it was basically Halloween weekend. Yeah. And that was kind of before it uh, was in all its glory it is now. Uh, mm-hmm. it was about a year or two before it really took off.
0: Yeah, I would and, say you could argue Pickwick's right up there in the top three for uh, Tennessee. I mean,
1: yeah, I would have said two years ago it was probably number one. Guntersville was down a little bit, Kentucky Lake was on the down, and Pickwick was just turning them out. Uh, I mean, for smallmouth fishing, uh, Pickwick and Wilson are one and two. One A, and actually, why I say one A and one B yeah you can fish below wilson Dam or fish fish below pickwick um both ways um
0: so but we, we can only fish pickwick we cannot lock so that's okay that won't be a bad deal wilson can there's be plenty of water.
1: It's anyway. like
0: 50 some boats so it's gonna fish big for sure oh
1: dude every time i fish on pickwick had like 200 plus boats
0: yeah, for sure no i'm sure there's Potentially, and it's going to be a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so we shouldn't have a lot of local tournaments, right? There might be some some little covers and things like that. Right. But I don't expect any like big wild cards or any big team trails while we're out there, so that's good.
1: <clears throat> Shout out to uh Old Bailey with serious Angler. Great guy, man. Uh, feeling better, just not a lot of energy. Um, we'll knock it out.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's see. So let's talk a little bit about Pickwick in general. <clears throat> I'm actually gonna pull up. It's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to do. So Logan says
1: you need to have Kate Laufenberg on. He had a big yeah. a I've chat. actually had him on a
0: couple times. And uh it's about he's actually one of my all-time uh, he's he's the one that I've gotten the most live views and most uh, later, so I had 80 live with Kate on uh, the last time I had him on this summer. Um, so I know he was doing a Facebook thing with some of the Great Lakes people. Uh, so, um, so Pickwick Lake, We can jump back to the Ooh,
1: big town of Iuka.
0: Yeah, that's not where I wanted to be. Yeah. Are y'all launching out of Florence or the other? Yeah, we're, we're launching out of Florence. Can't really use this. Okay. <clears throat> Try this again. Then my map reset here. Um, nope, that's not what I want. This
1: this is a lot more high tech than my stream, hella bass. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm good to get a am good to get a giveaway a web picker pulled up working you're over here triple split screening and popping up chat messages, all kinds of stuff.
0: There we go. Now we're zooming in down here. <clears throat> all right. So yeah, so this is Pickwick, which right here's the dam, right? That is yeah. up here. Uh, and Pickwick is down here. We're taking out of Florence was in, which is pretty close to the top of, uh, where we can fish, right? What's probably I don't know, a couple miles up to the Pickwick Dam from Florence.
1: Well, actually, you're going uh, you're going toward Wilson Lake.
0: That's what I'm saying. The Wilson, so the Wilson Dam. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but the dam at the top of Pickwick, which is the Wilson Dam. Hmm. Um, and then I think it goes down all the way, and then it becomes the Tennessee River here, right?
1: Yeah, and that's actually where uh, it's Tennessee River, and uh, it meets the Pickwick Dam meets the end of the Kentucky Lake. Right. So this north turns north north. into
0: Kentucky way up here somewhere.
1: Yes. Should be somewhere just north of Parsons. Yeah. yeah. So
0: like this is down people like this is kind of people don't fish way south of here, right? They go yeah, down Yeah they
1: fish there. The this whole new Johnsonville area. Uh, where there, there's this big bend right here. Uh, yeah. Brett Height did all that damage several years ago. He's basically showed the Nico rig to the uh-huh. world uh, right there at the the forty bridge down there. His People do fish down there.
0: Below New Johnsonville yeah
1: yeah, so and you got the duck river runs in there uh, somewhere, and uh, that's actually a great smallmouth area Duck River is sure. so
0: All right so we're we're one pool away from uh, your hometown, your home pond. We're talking about Pickwick. So Pickwick, a little more narrow than some of the other TVA lakes. Yes. A little more riverine. Uh, Probably the second most dense population for smallmouth behind Wilson, from what I gather. Um, Pretty darn good ledge lake.
1: Yeah. uh, it's It's a really good ledge lake. It's different than I would say, Gunnersville or Kentucky. Like, is there's not as many uh, ledges. They're all pretty much community, but the schools on them. The the um, when you find them, it's not like ten or twenty fish. It can be fifty to hundred to two hundred fish, yeah. which is how it used to be up here. But uh, man, last year, no, um, me and Jake Lawrence uh, scanned some fish in the summer, and there's at least. 2000 bass in the school, it was unreal. Sure, by I ran across that now, I'd be like, God, look at all these carp, you know. But yeah,
0: Bayou says, Is there muskies in Pickwick? Uh, chain pickerel, chain pickerel, Ew, those are nasty.
1: Yeah. They, yeah, they like rattle traps. Fearsome dynamic
0: duo, hell and bait man, Sean. Uh,
1: Sean's a good guy, man.
0: We got Justin Royal in the house. What's up, Justin? Royal in the house. Good dude, man. Maybe he'll chime in if, we're, if we start looking at hard baits. Maybe he'll have some advice.
1: For sure. All right. So can't, he, dude, I'm just going to be honest. You know, when we're talking baits. He's been hammering them on a crawdad color crankbait for like two weeks now.
0: Like a lipless or like diving or
1: fifty x six cents. He calls it the Cheeto or Cheetah.
0: So that's but- a square bill
1: at the x and i got thinking man i've never been big on red or oranges in the fall and then i'm you know the bait man things turning in me and i'm thinking you know what he's probably on some he's fishing the lake he's fishing i don't know what the name of it is but uh-huh. lots of rock and all that and i'm thinking you know it's really not a bad idea because uh well there's all this rock obviously there's going to be lots of crayfish around and right. stuff like that so uh, and it's probably just giving them something different they're not seeing to really seem to be reacting on that red and orange. So, um, something in my playbook, I might have to start adding a little bit. is not getting bites on the shad colors. Maybe throw something a little orange or red like I would in the spring. But yeah, I orange, think, it's clear too. So,
0: when you go down south, you think shad in the fall, right? So, everybody just picks up their shad baits and yeah. <clears throat> Ooh, somebody just had to winterize their boat yesterday. It's no bueno. Uh, Chester Cheeto. That's
1: what he calls it, yeah. And, and that's it, that's his original name for it. So, I'm, uh, well, I like original names, you know, like Jaint, and I think yeah. you've got some originals too. Hella Bass is pretty pretty original. You've trademarked that very well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool. So yeah, we're Pickwick uh, Lake. So I, was, I went the first thing I was on the Omnia fishing, and I was going to see if there's no fishing reports. That will change when I go down there. I will file some fishing reports. So if you want <laughs> for uh, uh, Pickwick, um, it does highlight buzz baits, chatter baits, swim baits as fall techniques. Swim baits is immediately kind of one of the places where my head went for sure. Yeah. Uh, I
1: tell to would be to up your alley, Rich. The swim
0: Back jig. The fr- spring on Gunnersville, throwing, throwing some swim bait, so I'm not afraid to go down there uh, and whip around a paddle tail. Catching bass right now in Wisconsin. Tips? Uh, oof, with this cold front we had, it gets, so if we're talking largemouth, this is where it starts to get tricky because I'm guessing most of Wisconsin water temps have now approached the really low 50s, the high 40s. And uh, without shad in most of our lakes. So the river is different because it has shad, but most of our lakes, we don't have shad. Um, my first piece of advice would be go to a smalley lake, Logan. Uh, if you can go to a lake that's got smallies, your chances of catching go up significantly. They're way more active in this cold water. And uh, <clears throat> But if you got to go largemouth, I'd say downsize finesse jigs, fish them super slow, uh, try some jerk baits. Um, those would be the two things that I would really start to key on. Uh, crawl stuff on the bottom. Try some flat side crankbaits. But as that water temp dips into the fifties, that to me a finesse jig is really hard to beat uh, around whatever remaining green grass you can find.
1: I'm listening. I'm trying to make sure we get your views up, buddy.
0: That's awesome. Go.
1: Yeah, and let let them know. Make sure you smash the like. Absolutely, I'm it right here on my phone. We only got we only got nine likes. We got to get at least at least hundred for Rich.
0: So Kyle says, "How you feeling?" Uh, low energy. Low energy, but he's hanging in there. <laughs> That's what Don Don would call me, low energy bait man right now. Nice. Yeah, I got a real hat on because it's only 43 degrees. 43 degrees in the in bait garage in the boat garage. So, um,
1: that's yeah, <laughs> Ron oh. Thurston, Bateman just said swim jigs would be a good option for Pickwick in November. Man, you'd be surprised how many guys catch them on a swim jig on the Tennessee River in October, November. Um, it, it, it used to kind of be a little secret oh. deal when it got tough, and uh, guys really picked it up the last couple years. <laughs>
0: I had a swim jig hanging there in my lid. Especially since there's some eelgrass in Pickwick, which you love to fish. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Mississippi River, swim jigs, eelgrass, all that stuff is right in my comfort zone. Good Lord. Marty Burns is all backed up.
1: (laughs) That guy makes amazing baits, man. It's what happens when you're a good bait builder, you pretty much stay backed up Okay. (laughs)
0: Uh, my feet what's your favorite jerk bait Uh, so why don't you go first what's your favorite jerk bait
1: man it at the end of the day um mega bass vision 110 is, is the gold standard you know what I mean? It's what everybody tries to build a jerk bait. They want the action like. Um, I throw the six cents provoke. It's a really good one. Uh, but a sneaky good one, man. Uh, if you can find them, Lucky Craft Slender Pointer, 112. I know some guys like the 127. It's really good. I like the 112, just a little, that midsize. Uh, but, you know, dude, I got a ton of mega bass. I the colder the water the more faith i have in the mega bass you know when it's uh, you know in the low 60s dude a lucky craft a, a spro's a good one uh freaking suspend smithwick suspended rogue crushes them on pickwick that might be the best rogue lake in the country
0: i'd say half my bait boxes 110s
1: <laughs> yeah um Few rafts, a bunch today, actually.
0: Few lucky a few strikings, few EMAs, mostly, and then like, but then even though half of them, ninety percent of the time when I go in there, what I pick is a one ten. Right.
1: I mean, uh, I look at it like this: if you don't if you you don't mind paying twenty to twenty five dollars for jerk bait, uh, mega bass is is going to be that's the one you're going to grab most of the time. Um, if you want to pay. Twelve to eighteen dollars. You know, Lucky Craft OSP is a really, really good one. Um, Not many people know about that. Um, If you if you want to be under that twelve to six, you know, six dollar mark, I think six cents is top of their category in that. And then, dude, Yo Zuri's uh, jerk baits are really good, and uh, you hit on the I'm a flip. Mm -hmm. I'm a flip's a great bait, and it's a no name bait. A lot of people don't realize it. It's out there, and it catches them. Yeah. Thanks, Sean.
0: Capsuley. Uh-oh. A $10 holla for Hella Bass. Sean is the man. Yeah, Tom's good. Yeah, the RC sticks are pretty good. They are definitely.
1: Yes, it's pretty- a very great. Uh, a lot of people ask me. Um, I'm feeling some energy right now, Rich, just to let you know. Um, <laughs> a lot of people ask me, say, what's a great cheap jerk bait? uh rc sticks are really yep. good for the price
0: especially if you're just working them fast yes you don't suspend you're just kind of when you're just jerking it <laughs> uh and, and just ripping it i think the, the the rc uh performs right there with it <clears throat> when you got to be subtle and let it pause and, and, and dance it a little more then the the 110 tends to shine i think someone just mentioned
1: this jerk bait um I'd like to find some more. They made a table rock color, and I haven't haven't found one. This one right here. This is the old Pradco, if you guys can see it. That's the EE e. Excalibur. That's a good one. It's got a definite unique sound to it. If you've ever noticed, it's got some rattle. But I like that one. That That's a pickwick kind of color there, man. They like that Norman flake. Stuff like that.
0: All right.
1: All right. Let's get back to the lake. Yeah, we'll be on baits all night.
0: We'll talk baits at the end. How's that? Um, Keep me alive. All right. So, where, where where should we start? You think we should start with swim baits? you start with hard baits? Where you're the expert? Yeah. Let's, let's see what you got up
1: on Omni on the swim baits.
0: They don't have the biggest selection but we can change sites that's for sure so they've got some X zone and they got uh, some z-man um, but we can bop over to another option here
1: we we'll go wherever we want to we
0: we'll go someplace that has a slightly larger selection. Um, You may be familiar with this site.
1: Yeah, I was on there today, actually, for... Shocker. (laughs) Yeah, on there today for about $200 worth. So we're
0: thinking paddle tails?
1: Yeah, man, I'd go... That's the thing about these TVA lakes. Uh, You don't have to get real crazy. You know, obviously, I throw crazy stuff, but that one right there by your mouse, Scottsboro Tackle Swimbait, that's kind of the standard around here of uh, that style mold. Um uh-huh. very I, I just like natural colors, man. There's one I've never thrown is that California smell. That's gotta be a tackle warehouse color. Um but uh let's see. Uh Nat, nat- natural light, um uh, Mullins Madness. And old Smoky, those are the, the Tennessee River colors. That sure. man, look look at these guys! They've won so much money this year. They're all, all gummed out at all,
0: except for. <laughs> I,
1: uh, I will tell you, payback shad's really good. Um, that's kind of like a chartreuse and blue. Do I, I think I have one out? Like a
0: sexy shad, almost kind of.
1: Yeah, but man, at Pickwick they like those
0: brightest colors. Um, I'll tell what size you, uh, would you be throwing in a tournament? So, a tournament? Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll tell guys all the time if you don't know, um, the five inch on Scottsboro is super versatile. Um, I've thrown them with a beast hook, like a six-op beast hook. I've thrown them on three-quarter-ounce jig heads. Uh, five-inch swims good. Um, the 6 is a little bit bigger. I, oh, I've got some right here next to me. Do in you have a 5-inch? Uh, yeah, actually, here's a 5 and a 6 next to each other. Holy cow, they're two in the same box. So okay, this is right the here. natural This is the natural light color. Very okay. gizzard shack, right? five So this is the 6, and then here's the 5 right under it. So you, you, there is a big difference in the size, by the way. But this 5... It's not gaudy. Uh, I would going to match the size of five-ish. a line.
0: Scottsboro looks about like the 6-inch Bastrix. The 5-inch, yeah. Uh, I don't know.
1: I've always heard, you know, I know Bruce at Bastrix for a long time. He'd always talk about the 5-inch Bastrix and then ship them in their 6-inch label. So, I, I don't know, but... Uh, right. <clears throat> And then his seven inch was like eight inches. So, but yeah. that's, that's basically the equivalent of the Trick six inches, the Scottsboro five. Um, and dude, if you got any old Bastrix, they freaking eat those suckers on Pickwick too. Um, but the five inch man, you can, I like it on just a half ounce head cause it's not real, real heavy. Um, but, uh, man, it, it a good. It's, it's a proven bait there on Pickwick. I
0: don't have to say a whole lot about that, you know? We happen to have a pack of six inch shad bass right here.
1: Yeah, they'll eat those suckers down there. Um, Just depends. If you're going to get into a lot of grass, you know, you may have to go with a rigging on a beast hook or something like that. But um, I
0: also have
1: the true bass.
0: True basses. true True bass in both the five and the six.
1: Yep, see that that little chartreuse color there is always is pretty good yeah, the there. Top glass. Mm-hmm. My buddy Brent Anderson would say throw those. Yeah. Totally different action, you know. Uh, that that bait's got a lot more roll to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scottsboro's going to have more of a the tail's going to go backwards, uh, back and forth, and got head wobble, uh, whereas that one's. The baits actually going to roll and have a little m- a flop to it. Bass still love both of them, you know. i it's uh, it's kind of like spinner baits. You know, one day they want uh, they want spinner bait that's got a lot of flash. The next day they want one that's, you know, doesn't have as much flash and seems to pulse more. So, um, yeah. so I tell people all the time, swim baits. It's kind of like uh, crank baits. I mean, everyone's got its day in time. You just got yeah. to. Their- Uh Yes, someone did buy Bass Tricks. Matter of fact, uh, I got an email from um uh, Bruce Porter Bass Tricks and told me, he told me the guys that bought it. So it's going to be should be selling baits again probably the first of the year. Very excited about it.
0: Sometimes smaller better, sometimes bigger is better. I think uh, it changes. Um, so see what other heads do we got here so let's uh, anything else so we talked about the uh the scottsboro we talked about the bass tricks we talked about the true bass i don't know if there's really a need to get i mean i think those three
1: has yeah a and, uh, man i'll be honest with you rich i would have some kitek three threes or, or oh something yeah like yeah. that sure um and get you some screw lock heads you know the quarter scottsboro makes it awesome uh head owner ball head just
0: yeah, I got a bunch of Kitex somewhere. We're good there. We're, yeah, we're I'll be, you gotta, got all kinds of Kitex. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm so getting low. Talk man. About, before we leave swim baits, let's talk about swim bait heads.
1: Okay. Um. Okay. I have to look and see what they got. Um,
0: what would they swim bait head box.
1: If it's not going to be a pain in the butt Maybe for
0: me. Let me go back. Uh,
1: Personally, I throw a revenge head quite a bit, but okay. Uh, the true bass true lock head, if it's on there, it's pretty good. It Very is. Cool. Or the Scottsboro uh, head for their baits. Uh, if you can find these on there,
0: the revenge is right here. The swimbait head or the swim heads XL. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm, I used to use those XL, and uh, they're good. But uh, I was hooking a lot of fish outside of the mouth. So, but on a on a five-inch Scottsboro, this isn't really a revenge head. It's it's a copy one. Not gonna lie, but it's got a lot more hook. Buddy of Mine makes these. We don't sell them. But that side hook size hooks good enough for the five inch stc matter of fact I think I think this is a regular revenge right here I can't I think this is a non XL revenge it might be an XL yeah. that'll work um but what I was trying to find got one down in here should have a screw lock head somewhere. Maybe I don't. <clears throat> I don't. Um, but that true bass true lock hooks uh, really good in the Scottsboro. They make their own screw lock swim bait hook. I like you know for the five inch at five on. have a crazy big hook. And uh, I think that's what uh, one thing I think people do. They try to. Overcompensate for the bait, they go. Oh, I got six inch swim bait. I got to have a tuna hook in it. Right. In reality, a lot of those fish are actually eating it head first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's why I kind of got away from those revenge XL hooks because I was hooking them outside the mouth. Man, I'm still catching a few, but I was jumping them off and like, man, what's happening? And got to talking to Matt Allen and a few other guys. And like uh, Clint Davis was the big guy. To me, said, man, your hooks way too big. Like yeah, they're trying to. They're- and they can't eat the whole bait. But they're right, so what's
0: work. happening is they're coming from the side, right, on a bigger yeah. bait, right, and they're coming head first, and that hook's sticking out so much, you're rolling that hook over, and, yes. you're, and you're catching them on the outside versus right. smaller hook. They come, and they just get the whole thing, and then you pull it like this, and then you got them, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: She explain things so much better than me. That's why you're my
0: moderator. <laughs> That's why we're a good team. Uh, Yeah, yeah. so I've had good luck with uh, a few swim bait heads. I'm definitely going to try some of those true bass because they've got that that really solid keeper with that screw lock. I like the looks of this revenge head.
1: Yeah, Um, revenge revenge have always been solid hooks, and I still use them on certain swim baits. I I started out throwing those uh, on bass tricks. I think they – you know, you got to glue them on a bass but yeah. uh, man, um, especially on the seven inch, they work really good on the small six inch. I, uh, I still use them, but I just don't use the XL. Um, you know, for Kitex and stuff, that Scottsboro hot Hellfire is really, really good. And of course, I like just the regular old plain owner. One, but Yeah.
0: Yeah. The True Bass is nothing fancy.
1: No, but it works, man.
0: It works. Yeah. Uh, solid solid hooks. Uh, the screw works. I've actually last time I was there, the other one that I've was pretty impressed with actually um, for being a simple design was the the Dobbins. Actually, yeah. it's yeah. hard to see it in this picture. Actually, you can see the two different versions. Right, they have mm-hmm. a double needle barb in two directions. So one goes horizontal, one goes vertical, and I felt. In the true bass head, especially that one held pretty well. Like, I didn't need much for glue or anything. I, I mean, a swim bait held a long time without glue on these heads. Um,
1: yeah, I've got, I had some of those Dobbins heads, and um, I think I got them. I forgot how I got them. Maybe they sent them to me as a sample one time. I really liked them. Yeah. Um, I think uh, someone says that big fan of this topic of discussion. This is really a whole, you can make a whole video on swim baits and and pairing with heads and stuff. Again, uh, it's like spinnerbait blades. There's so many different blades and combinations uh, that do a lot of different things to a spinnerbait. Same with the heads. You can make one swim bait fish three different ways just by changing the heads or how you rig it. You know, Oh, added to cart. Look at him go.
0: Wish list. So we're, we're building. For those who don't know, like this is right. You can build different wish lists. <laughs> so I've got like my old Gunnersville list. I got my general fish and stuff. I've got my Pickwick list. Uh, so I we'll, no, don't think I added any revenge though. Let's we'll put those in there.
1: That dirty jigs Matt Allen head's pretty good too, man.
0: Yeah,
1: I feel like it's better on like a Bastrix or a Kitek or, or something that's solid. Um, and they got that finesse one. Um, you know, Six Cents makes a good head, it's not the best for bigger, bulky body swim baits, but really good for uh, Kytecs. And uh, the first time I used it was actually on the Jackal Rhythm Wave. Now, that's a really good swim bait, no one talks about. Sure. Some rhythm so way
0: if you just show up you'd say a half ounce to start with
1: yes if there's any current though you're gonna need some three quarter
0: uh, yeah. i'm all i i i'm one of those guys
1: i'll throw these hollow bellies and stuff on a little bit lighter line than most guys do it can break your heart but i feel like I get a few more bites and so instead of throwing 20 pound a lot of guys automatically I'll, i might start with uh 15. And if I feel like I'm getting broke off, I'm going on 17. But um I try to get away with half, but you're gonna need some three quarters.
0: See, to me, somebody ahead, you just go with this this gray silver. You don't get caught up
1: uh-huh.
0: zillion colors, you just drive yourself nuts trying to match them. So you just find yourself a, a silver or a gray. <laughs> yeah, I used to do the whole matching
1: thing, and once I started catching just as many on pearl white and these unfinished heads, I just I just seem to have silver. You know what? You, you'd be like Epic Eric. You just take around some nail polish, and if you need a, a white one, you paint it white and put the red eyes on it. You can do that. Or gene bug, whatever.
0: Sure. All right. So we've kind of covered swim baits. I think we that was already in my head. Um, so I'm thinking swim baits, hard baits. Yeah. Uh, probably going to need
1: some kind of uh mid-death crank
0: uh into flat sides uh so what if you had to guess what do you think the water temp will be middle of November on pickwick
1: mid to low 50s
0: okay so it should be like unless
1: I mean it's going to be 82 degrees here tomorrow I'm 2 hours from pickwick it's going to warm and I all mean, our like temperature in yeah. Kentucky like is low to
0: mid 60s so we should be on the cusp of them really starting to feed yeah. like the bite being good right like we should be getting out of this crappy fall transition the elite series has been <laughs> going through and that we should be turning the corner to where they're starting to eat i think mm-hmm. um you got this
1: going for you too uh deer season gun season is going to be in nice so a lot of your locals will be sitting in tree stand.
0: Yeah. So the last time they had the national championship on Pickwick, same time of year, within a few days, back in 2017, I think it. that's when Randy Pearson won to make the elites. And I want to say he had 59 pounds for three days. So that's what, about uh, 59 pounds for three days, almost a 20-pound average. Yeah, so he had like – I'm just twenty-four pounds, then twenty-one pounds, and then like fourteen pounds or something like that.
1: <clears> oh <throat> uh, uh, good question here from Sean Law. He says, Batman, do you know the difference between the canine fluorocarbon and hundred percent? Uh the regular K9 is a co poly, it's not a true floral, which for crank and I like that co poly
0: sure. Almost like the old floral clear.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> From good uh,
1: one, man, and guy that owns that, he's a good pickwick freshman. He's from uh, Nashville, so.
0: Nice. So let's say we're saying uh, crankbaits, mid-range crankbaits. So we got to remember to actually share the screen that I'm looking at. <laughs> and uh, let's see. You need a Strike King.
1: Um, anything it's, it, the color is called sexy green shad so you think I should just go shop by brand go to strike king see, well, I'd go by color I'll show you the color I'll see if I got the bait right up here this is the pickwick color buddy I don't know if they even got it on TW you may have to find this one on land big fish or somewhere
0: All right, we're going full screen on the bait man see this color
1: Matter of fact, this bait is really good on Pickwick. This is the KVD 1.5, 1.5 D, 1.5 flat, not the 1.5 DD. This is the 1.5 flat. This bait's been sure. out several years. That color's uh, sexy green shad.
0: Sexy green
1: shad. Dude, they, TVA guys will tell you those guys on Pickwick they love this color. But 5XD, anything you can find in that. Um,
0: here's the one we'll see we'll look at the 1.5 flat
1: yep apple shad's a good one i'm not just there it is that's that's the one right there
0: look
1: Look at that i'm proud of you that's a very underrated bait from strike king there's a lot of baits that get a lot of love and that one just flat catches fish in that eight to 10 foot range. You know, a lot of, it's kind of like a Spro little John DD, you know, um, it's got a real good top wobble to it. It, it casts. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it catches though. Nice. Um, you know, mid range, obviously, um, Know, something like a fat free, sh- the smaller fat free shad's pretty good. I guess that's the BDF four. Uh, you know something like a six cents C ten. that doesn't go, you know that eight to ten foot range or Norman deep little ends. Um,
0: six cents. Slow down.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. All uh,
0: right, what? A medium. Cloud nine, and uh, yeah,
1: there's this this Cloud Nine series, um, and they make one. It's a C, C-, C- ten. That, that's the that's the one. All right,
0: so C six, C ten. So my C ten is going to be that same <clears throat> eight foot, yeah, eight to twelve. You know. So what's the magic color for the the C ten?
1: Anything that's, you know, right now, Tennessee River, uh, it's going to be a shad, shad color. Um, that's a pretty good one, bud. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. If some color in the water, they'll bite that sucker. Um, the one that's always been good, uh, that lavender citrus, that's mm-hmm. those guys, like I said, they flake pickwick guys. They like that old school, you know, almost Norman kind of color. And shad scales anything like that, it's going to be hard to beat because man pickwick is uh full full of bait man yeah it's crazy and obviously you can go modify it however you want to at a later date um i think from what you've shown me in your square bill um
0: I'm probably good. Like, I mean, I've got. Yeah, you're probably good. My sixes were covered DT six. I mean, that's probably a decent bet. And I feel like my square bills. We'll just take a look at what we got in the old square bill box here.
1: Yeah. It's time for you busting baits out, bud.
0: (laughs) I'm not doing it. I'm looking at Taco Warehouse. Everybody's. Hi, everybody that I haven't said hi to in the chat. Um. Yeah. I don't, so I definitely like I. Even if there was like a deep cranking by it I wouldn't be too excited. That's not my game. Like I'm not gonna go there and and go. Right. Don't don't
1: don't get your it. drinks, man. Yeah. That's why I was suggesting that mid depth because. You know, it, there's a lot of secondary points and, and stuff that you can fish. <laughs> I mean, I've
0: got some some little crushes. Yeah. I've got some flat seventy fives, and jeans, and citrus.
1: Listen, man, Tennessee River. I don't care what time of year it is. You can throw a chartreuse blue, chartreuse purple, anything, and you catch a few fish. It's just always these any good? Yeah, those are really good, Rich.
0: These wanted to say Rick Clun on the back. Are those supposed to be any good?
1: Yeah, they were supposed to say Mike Otten, but yeah, those are
0: really good. (laughs) So I got a couple of those. Um, what else have we got in here? We got some KVDs, 1.5s, 2.5s, some Ema square builds. So if they're getting shallow on the bait, I like this. Is one of my favorite, like shallow square builds. Like if they're getting up, doing that mm-hmm. flat. Might be a little early for that, but when they like really push shallow bait, I like that one. Um, Got some EMA shakers.
1: Ooh, that's a good one, man. I I don't think they're making that anymore, are they?
0: I'm not sure. It's caught with about 17 other baits, but kind of a chrome one.
1: I think you're going to be good on the square bill deal.
0: Scribbles could be good. You should see how much it ends up being hard current break stuff versus a grass bite, I guess.
1: I think a lot of that's going to depend on how you want to fish. Sure. I mean, last time I was at Pickwick, you know, the first time I was ever there, I literally was—I I actually put in the Tennessee Tom Bigby. So way at the um, bottom, right? Yep. Yep. Pretty much. in Tom Bigby runs in the back of Yellow Creek. Um, I'm going out of Yellow. I'm going out of Tom Bigby, and drive by okay. the first red buoy I see on my left. Two gizzard shad fly out of the water. And I look back and all of a sudden a big bull. I went. Like, so I turn around, I come back there and I threw a big spinnerbait out, because that's all I had tied on. Sure. Make about nine cranks and catch a five pound smallmouth. So okay. Then I tie a worm on and catch about a five pound largemouth and never fished it till um the tournament. And the first day I broke down, the second day I went back and caught about eighteen pounds off that. Nice. But I'm, what I'm saying is it, it, it's that's typical Tennessee River, you know. Right. You find the bait whether it's in a foot of water or thirty foot of water. Uh, that, that's that's how you're gonna catch them. Um, but the there's OSP a blitz lot
0: of that live really shallow there too. So what do you, what are your thoughts on the OSP blitz that Sean's asking about?
1: Blitz well, is good bait, man.
0: Is uh, that like a eight to ten type footer as well, or? Yeah,
1: it's more of a finesse bait. Uh, the what you would want is really the Blitz, you know, DR. I um, think there's, I got some right here. There's, they kind of confuse you because, like, the Blitz Max is a smaller bait than the regular Blitz. All right. So, like, yeah, like the Blitz MR. So, this is the Blitz MR right here. This is a, and they make a Blitz DR. But you can see it's kind of it don't have a real big body you know it's like a 1.5 body size right. and it's got that that bill um then margo is about yeah six eight feet something like that
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're freaking nice baits though but yeah blitz dr is going to have a uh or the blitz max max maximum size body uh, obviously, it's going to have a bigger profile, but uh, yeah. OSP, good stuff, man. I wish I had more of. It. I'm going to adjust a lot here.
0: Nice. So Ryan's asking about the new Rick Clunz square bell. I don't know if he's talking about.
1: Uh, That's t- Yeah, that thing. It looks like a. Is Z- that not look like a Z boss?
0: I suppose. It's got that Z Boss style body. It's a eight to ten footer. It's called the King Kong Shad from Ichikawa. Yeah, I don't know much about it. you got any have you heard me? I anything? saw it on
1: there today and I was like, I don't know about it.
0: That's like the old copper shad right there, almost, isn't it? Like
1: you know that and the thing is, they've tried to make some of the old Rick Long colors, and some of them look good, and some of them are. I'm like, man, it's, they look more like Norman colors. Yeah, for sure. That Carnival reminds me of an old Norman color, but eight to ten foot diving square bill. I mean, Lucky Craft's done it. Uh, Strike King's got the eight point oh. Really good bait. Six Sense's mm-hmm. got that. Big square magnum, so right. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I think the Strike King 4.0 is one of the best, if not their best square build. Okay, it's really, really good, and I love that mini mag too. But
0: so, this, this swank is this what is this similar to the hybrid hunter?
1: Yes, this that's basically their hybrid hunter or. And they're in stock on the Six Cents website. They just went up back up in stock today, new colors too.
0: So what, what do you think of this kind of bait in the fall? Is this a, what time of year? You know, do you of kind of I'd love to tell you, Rich, go buy two dozen of them.
1: I don't even have one. I'm not real familiar with that bait because I don't, we haven't had grass in so long here on Kentucky Lake. Some guys swear by that L. Bill style. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd love to say yes. Uh, It's definitely worth taking and playing with. Don't buy this bait. It only catches keepers. Well, that's the best review I've ever seen. I would buy 10 just based on that. (laughs) You know, some of these reviews are really helpful. And then sometimes I'm like, there's no way that guy actually fished that bait, whether it was good or bad.
0: (laughs) Nice. All right,
1: oh no, hey Rich, my wife says, please come in here. I'll be right back. I'm sorry, got an emergency here. uh Oh, well, what did Bateman do?
0: It's probably go fix the TV. All right, what's up, Gabe? He says, make sure you take some dirty Sanchez Beavers and some Gambler Burnercross and back at you and killer G for punching. I got no shortage. Of beaver, beavers and spicy beavers and D bombs and all that jazz. So, uh, if it's a grass slipping bite, I'm set. Uh, I'll be right at home. Um, Five live fishing. Will I be able to watch this later? Absolutely. So, as soon as is over, the replay and then like, the official republished replay will come out tomorrow mid morning. It usually takes about 12 hours for these things to go back up on YouTube. So, absolutely, the YouTube replay will be there. Uh, so, just make sure you hit that subscribe button, five Alive, and you won't miss it. Uh, dirty water bait. Uh, I've heard of the Orion crank. Don't know much about it. Logan says, how do you pick which crankbait to throw out of the thousands you guys have? Uh, it's mainly depth and action, right? So depth first and then action second, Logan. So uh, if I'm fishing less than... Five feet, I'm probably picking a square bill. And then um, depending on the time of year, if it's cold water, spring or fall, I want something a little more flat sided, a little subtler. In the summer, I want something more round with a, a harder thump. And then color, right? So am I imitating bluegills, prod, ed, shad, what's the water color? What am I trying to imitate? So the same thing happens if I want to get out and fish the edge of the grass line. I still have to look at a DT6 or a DT 10. Am I trying to be natural, you know, with the cloud cover, the light? You know, make a decision that way. So it's kind of a progression uh, on how to pick a crankbait. Uh, da, da, da. Let's see what other comments we missed. Uh, yeah, so I think we're kind of caught up. Arsenal punch rigs for punching. Will this be the latest in the calendar you've ever fished a tournament? Um, pretty close. I know I fished the Bassmasters Weekend Series Championship in late October, early November on Clarksville once, so that would be similar. But yeah, probably. Yeah, I definitely. We need to talk about some spinnerbaits. Yes, I do need the blade for sure. Sycamore. Uh, Do I prefer ghost colors or matte colors in clear water? That's a good question. Um, I kind of like, I don't have a lot of the matte, but I do tend to favor the, I guess, like the faded patterns, right? A lot of these, uh, right, like the Caribbean shad or something like that, you know, like those eye colors that have that real faded muted. I mean, they're not necessarily matted, but they're, they're not super bright. They're kind of faded. So, um. Uh, seem to do better than that in the clear water in Minnesota um, for largies. For smallies, go bright. <laughs> um, All right, I'm back. Kid problems. Ever done the monster for smallies? Yep, I've got videos up if you want to go watch them, Landon. Just go back and search. We may talk spinnerbaits. Um Yeah. So we talked about crankbaits. We talked about square bills. We could talk about jerkbaits, but we kind of talked about that. I've got a bunch of mega bass, so I'm good there. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, might want to bring
1: you some soft jerkbaits. Okay. Flukes. Two reasons: uh, you probably want that for a follow up uh, for some top water action, and two, sometimes they just get on that uh, that soft jerk bait there, especially over the top of the grass when the water's clear. Sure. So
0: do I know anything besides a pearl fluke or
1: pearl glimmer blue? Um, very interesting comment there from Maddie. Um,
0: I personally don't but... <laughs> can't say that we do, but that's an interesting, interesting question. Uh,
1: that must be a friend of yours.
0: I don't know Maddie,
1: I don't know Maddie either. <laughs> <laughs> That will I will say that is the best one I've got in twenty twenty, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, we talked to spinnerbaits. Um I feel like bait don't get a lot of love anymore.
0: So one of the ones I've kinda had my eye on um is been getting a little bit of a little bit of talk. Is the
1: the bassman? the bassman the
0: bassman?
1: Yeah, I've never thrown one. I need to, I need to order, order one. Well, oh, mm-hmm. they had bassman spinner brakes on there.
0: Yeah, I, I clicked the wrong, I, I misclicked. Oh. Everybody, relax. Everybody, relax. <clears throat> so, we got Colorado Willow. And we've got double willow. I'm kind of
1: double thinking willow. double willow. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even in the fall on this on, on Tennessee River. I'll mess with nothing but double willow. One, if I want to slow roll it, uh, it, it stays down there a lot easier. Two, if I want to burn it, you can burn them a lot quicker,
0: right? So, half ounce, three quarter, some of each.
1: I have a couple half and couple three. Quarter. I wouldn't throw anything less than a half, unless you want to fish really shallow. And it's one thing about like about a half. I can fish from basically twelve foot to three foot. You know, right. speed it up when I'm fishing shallow.
0: And the three quarter are kind of like if you need to slow roll it, or if you ha- if the, if they really start to blow current, you know that's a nice option. right.
1: And, and sometimes man, they'll they'll get in that. You know, you you'll start catching fish maybe off secondary points and. Seems like they're hitting it in the deepest part, and that's when that three-quarter really helps you just keep it down there
0: the whole cast. I really like this pearl white, a little bit of blue. Yep. It actually reminds me of the old uh, Hildebrandt, the blade bluegill color. Yep.
1: Um, that blue glimmerish
0: color has
1: always been really good um, around here. Um, and down at Pickwick, I the few times I fished in fall, I've always had good good luck on that. Blue Glimmer. It's it's kind of like that fluke. You know, you look at it one way, it's white, but then it turns, it's got that blue hue. That's mm-hmm. always really good, uh, of course. Uh, War Eagles, a good spinnerbait. Uh, the, those Screaming Eagles for burning. Um,
0: yeah. I had my eye on some of those as well.
1: Um. I also suggest if you want to burn a, a, a spinnerbait with like a one ounce with a small profile. Uh the spot sticker they're a little bit higher end, but um see if I got one right here, see if I got one around ah, wrong
0: button uh, Menendez would
1: mark Menendez would tell you he would be burning a blade at Pickwick uh,
0: that's always Mark's answer,
1: I know right. <laughs> middle of summer hey mark we're filming a TV show we think we should walk you know I think they might eat a burning blade and I'm like really okay it's water temp's 91 sounds right <laughs> oh, my answer is hey dude you qualify for the Bassmaster Classic not me but that's a really really good little spinner bait right there Rich um it's the RBN but it's, it's got a it's got a short arm but if you see all sure. the weight is right there on the shanky hook Handmade right there in Georgia. It's got a small profile, and you can fish this really fast, or you can, and it stays down, which is the key. Um, sometimes guys want to burn up the top of the mark on, and that's fine, but you can fish this fast in deeper water. So that's a spot sticker. That's you know, I suggest that, and I've so, always been a big fan of the accent spinner baits too.
0: One of the things I've heard. Now, let I me. Mean, what's your opinion? I've heard people say the war eagles break really easy.
1: They do. But man, I've caught some big fish on them suckers. Uh, they make a, a blue shad and purple shad. That's my favorites. Blue herring, blue pearl shad. Oh, there's blue shad right there. I like. For bright sunny days, I want the I want either double nickel or my nickel on the inside, which on the spinnerbait, believe it or not, is the inside blade is the actually the one on the out. But um, and if it's overcast at all, I've got to have double gold or I've got to have a gold, the biggest blade be gold. That's just how I've always done it. But
0: sure, do they have spot sticker on the uh, yeah.
1: <clears throat> See, he good. makes a lot of really good stuff, but that Mini-Me
0: Look, there it is. There's the one.
1: See, that's anything, that blue Glimmer, some of them are painted blades, some of them are not. Um, just take your pick. That's most of
0: the wish list.
1: Well, here's the good thing. What you order don't uh, use when you're way back home, you can drop, stop by my house and just drop it off to me. And,
0: anything I don't use? Yeah.
1: yeah. Sean, that's the uh, spot stickers, the uh, name brand of that spinnerbait. Oh, look at all these trebles. You're hiding them, them things from me. These have been in there already. Those are
0: planning uh, ahead, changing out trebles. See.
1: I see stuff on back order.
0: Could be a problem.
1: Oh, uh, so Spro came out with some new utility boxes. Have you seen those? I'm a totally different subject, but they look <laughs> really good.
0: Let's let's take a look at them.
1: Yeah, let's just. Hey, we gotta find stuff we gotta store these new baits in. So,
0: Spro. Tackle boxes. I
1: feel like the fishing industry is fixing to be in the storage, storage wars. Ooh,
0: which one do you want to look at?
1: I was going to order the just the regular thirty-seven hundred, the waterproof tackle tray. It looks good. Scroll
0: box. What's okay, this one? My hand's cramping up from scrolling on the mouse.
1: Looks pretty good. Kind of got that... Lambo-like locks on it, but maybe a little sure. bit more heavier-duty. Kind of like they, um, the Calco's box has that
0: style latch. It's got the, the seal on it, 11 bucks. Looks...
1: I like the color, smoky gray. Sure. And the green didn't have, didn't say Guggen on it, so that's a lot cooler.
0: I have a bunch of these like old Plano double-deckers. Uh, yes. I've got one here. I think you've seen this. I've got a couple of them.
1: I'm filling it up tomorrow. I can't say if I'm going to put a bunch of uh, my JDM stuff in here. or I'm going to, I think I'll put all my bosses' stuff in here.
0: So I have one that is kind of like my top water box. So I like up top will have a lot of like hard to tip a box, but like. Yeah. Like poppers and small locking baits. And then down you have like the bigger compartments. Um, Right. That's where we got, you know, Vixens. Yeah, take that
1: box to pick with. (laughs) What's that? You got to take them Vixens to pick with. Oh, yeah. The Vixens are coming with.
0: Um, Have you seen this one? The U.S. Irony. What? The U.S. Irony.
1: No. I want to think Eric had that out like two weeks ago.
0: Oh, yeah. I think you've talked about this one before the Trerero. Yep. Sounds like an aerosol, like Rustolian can. Yeah. Compare that to like. old school vixen right here's the vixen and here's this so this is even like a deeper louder thud than the vixen
1: you know what's really weird about those though when you put those baits in water have you noticed the sound changes even more when you're working them on the water i don't know if that's the reverb of the noise coming off the water or what
0: yeah got a paycheck in here Repo, ooh, yeah. With the Sammy hanging off the side, yeah, you've got the juice
1: there on the walking bait. So,
0: the gunfish, yeah, we got we got all the right stuff.
1: So, I, when the the first year of the Vixen came out, after I had wrecked them on Kentucky Lake, um, I went to Pickwick the next week for that walkover, and in practice is bright blue bear, just a little bit of ripple, and I got on the outside of a grass line, and I chunked that bixen out, and I'm working it in four-pounder. I'm like, now I look down, it's a 21-foot of water, and I'm like, you're going to be kidding me. But I was seeing bait blow up in the grass. You know, I'm just trying to figure something out. And dude, for like right. an hour, I took, after I cut that one, I took the hooks off, and for like an hour, I was going to buy like every fourth or fifth cast, just nice. good ones. Guess what tournament happened? It was overcast, and then they didn't want to, you know, it was total opposite of what you would think. But I think the sun had all the bait and shad pushed into the grass. Right. And so a lot of those bass were hanging off the edge until they, you know, got pushed up in a hole or on the outside. Uh, And with overcast, it kind of makes it difficult. Those fish can move around, you know,
0: they've got a lot more shade and and places Uh to go. I know in the Gunnersville tournament, when they would get a little bit of wind and cloud, a lot of times they'd pull off and slow roll that chatterbait on those grass mm-hmm. that they were, that they were before punching and, and, and frogging. Right. And then when wow. it, I saw them make that adjustment quite a few times, so I think maybe a spinnerbait or a crankbait or a chatterbait in that instance, maybe. Um,
1: yeah. That, uh, I learned a lot that, that, that you're a fish down there. Cause it was totally different, you know, Fish very similar to Kentucky Lake, but it was like the conditions I would be throwing top water were like the opposite. And but uh-huh. now that I've got older, more experienced, I realize, man, sometimes in the fall, it's the sunnier day, it's tougher to get a bite, but you can get some really big
0: bites on top water, yeah. And then the other, the, my other double stacker is like my catch all. Like, this is the one, like, it's so big with two, like, this is what I will repack if I'm as a co, right? Like, this is like you can just like. Put like five or six square bills in there and a couple rail traps and a few top waters, and like you can just load this thing up. This to me is an awesome co box. If you just need like one Plano box to get you through a tournament, you repack this. Like this thing, I don't even know if they make these anymore, but like, dude, I bought mine at uh, this.
1: I don't know what model number yours is. This just says it's a. uh, 3700 1345 I bought mine at Academy about a month ago. $799. $799. Yeah, mine's
0: a 4700 too, so maybe they still do. So, I, I still got the stickers on them. They, oh, yours is a 4700 Yours is even bigger.
1: Ooh. Oh, right. I think Debbie had some. Um. Yeah, Vic, I'm here. I'm just, uh, you know, low energy. I I I can't really be around anyone, um, so I got to sleep by myself tonight. So I'm just hanging out in the bait room.
0: So the World Series is on, evidently. Like I just lost all concept of sports this year.
1: (laughs) Old school Braves fan. I'm not watching it. So, It, it. You know what? Uh, I'll say this, and I had to get off topic. It doesn't really, you know, I'm a big college football fan, absolutely act stupid when it comes to the balls, but I've been watching other games. Stuff. and It just doesn't feel the same this year. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of it has to do with there's not a bunch of fans there. So you can right. hear the pop in crowd noises and see the it, – it's different, which – but it's it been like, a really good year for watching back.
0: Even, even watching the Vikes, like with the – it feels like we're watching – still watching preseason, even though I know it counts – Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's still like exhibition games like we're just playing for fun like it doesn't really matter right uh 10 horse money
1: says bait man what's your favorite five to six inch hollow body swim bait in the fall i'm always been a bass tricks uh guy um but uh <clears throat> yeah dude six <laughs> inch, five inch six inch bass tricks in uh Shad, uh, they made a color called Blue Gizzard that was really, really good. Uh, Hitch number one <laughs> is probably one of my all-time favorites. Um, I, I, I'm going to knock some stuff over, though, but um, but uh, yeah, Bass Tricks, Scottsboro Tackle, and my man Brent Anderson would tell you the true bass, but my personal best ones have always has been Bass Tricks and Scottsboro. Way too much Mountain Dew, not enough beer being drank in this life. Man, I I, I don't drink anymore. Just personal choice. Uh, nothing wrong
0: It might put him under.
1: Right. I'm trying to compensate for the, the Rona energy by double dosing my Mountain Dew tonight.
0: So, so Kevin Steven is in this basketball called the Prior Look Hooksetters where I live. Yeah. And, uh, they're decent fishermen, but they always win the beer drinking championship every year at the state tournament. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like some of the guys I golf with,
1: or used to golf with, they're like, well, we, we didn't shoot very well, but we drank two cases of beer.
0: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, nice. So so we've talked, I'm trying to think, but we want to make sure we don't forget that we talked swim baits, we talked spinnerbaits, baits, we talked flukes, hard baits. While you went to, to go check on the kids, we talked about punching grass a little bit, which I've got that fully covered. Uh, I mean, it definitely could be a grass bite. Do you think there's any chance there's a frog bite?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Like if we were on – I, if I, was on guys, I know
1: some guys that throw a frog down there and, and they catch them. Uh, but I'm, I don't want to lead you down the wrong path or making you buy a bunch of daggum frogs and not use them. I just – wow. I think it's coming with them deals. The guys do it; they just don't talk about it.
0: I mean, I don't need to buy any frogs. We're fully stocked on frogs. Yeah,
1: you're really good on the frogs. I mean, way good.
0: Yeah. Well, we got. I mean,
1: got some. some Yeah, there's on Max. Uh All
0: right, I need to hurry up and plug in my laptop. (laughs) Hold tight. E Make it, we still there? I'm
1: still here. I think some big G's tackle, BG's magic. And cool. I've never seen a big G's tackle, BG's magic. I'd love to see a photo of Michael. Man, send it to me on Instagram
0: at GTLs That's Gunnersville, right?
1: Store. Great store, man. Uh, great store. We uh, well,
0: I stayed there. Well, actually, uh, Gaffer on here, he's been there, too, because we, st- we were there for an April Divisional Tournament on Gunnersville, and that was a couple miles down the road from us, so I was in there a bunch, so that's a sweet, sweet store. Yeah, dude, there's some, uh, and
1: people don't know, they actually bought out Waterfront Tackle, um, which Waterfront's a great store, uh, so they're going to basically totally restock waterfront with inventory from GTO. Of course, you'll still be able to buy breakfast and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's nice. You're going with the same customer service and baits, um, without having to drive in between. And then you got, uh, in Scottsboro, you got my friends, uh, Tim, Tim Evans and his wife, Scottsboro tackle really great, uh, store. One of the yeah, nicest, cleanest tackle shops you'll ever go to. Very organized, but it's kind of in downtown Scottsboro. total different set. Um,
0: great store. Yeah. They got great stores there in Gunnersville. I, I I drove through Scottsboro and <coughs> launched there at the Scottsboro ramp because isn't the Scottsboro ramp in Rosebud? Yeah. Whatever it is. I didn't make it there. I wish I would have. Um, but did you say Waterfront and GTO are kind of combining that yeah. we said? Mhm. Nice. And then
1: uh, I want to think there's a Gunnersville bait and tackle or something like that too, but it's it's right. somewhere <laughs> else. It's not near as big as GTO.
0: Right. um we cannot throw the A rig, Gabe. Um, uh. So, Kevin asked, can you target Smalley specifically on Pigwick or they just mingle? I think you can definitely target Smalleys. Yeah. Um, you may catch some. I mean, I don't think you can, like. I think you. I'm trying to say you're probably more likely to catch a big, largely targeting smallies than you're going to catch a big smallie targeting largies. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, which
0: would be the opposite here on Kentucky Like, A lot of times you'll catch a big
1: smallmouth or trying to catch a big largemouth, but like if you're trying to get below and fish the current breaks and stuff like that, you're trying to catch smallmouth. Right. I mean, period. But you'll run into a big largemouth that's just hanging with them. words up here. You know, if I'm you know hopping a jig or throwing a big worm on a ledge here, I'm obviously trying to catch a largemouth. And sometimes you'll run into a big smallmouth on accident. But uh, Pickwick's from those places. It's very area oriented as far as what kind of fish are there. Um, the the Wilson end of the Pickwick Florence has got the majority of population. You start getting up toward the Pickwick Dam um, area. It's going to have more of a mix of, of, of mostly largemouth. So, but you know,
0: there's spots, right? There's decent spots too. I mean, you can catch three, four pound
1: spot in that lake too. Yes, there's some big spots. Matter of fact, it's uh, public knowledge. You can, uh, look on the video of me and my boy Jake Lawrence, who's a hammer on pickwick. He caught about a three and a half, four pound spot in the summer. You know, that's that was a that's a good one. uh eric i am from kentucky western kentucky i live about five minutes from kentucky like it's really close to me i live on the north end though
0: Uh, a diehard balls fan
1: see my parents were born in tennessee um my dad went to ut so that's what happened he brainwashed me when i was young and i watched and and they won a national championship kind of the Started my peak fandom when I was really into them. So, you yeah. know, Eric's is so like near Benton. Matter of fact, I live in Benton. I'm looking at Benton right now. I live in the town of Benton. Great call. Do you have my address by chance?
0: <laughs> Eric does have a little bit of stalker to him. Don't mind That's him. It's okay. It's okay.
1: Up by Moores area. Yeah. Matter of fact, I can take a cutoff road to Moores. I used to live on Moores Camp Highway.
0: Nice. So, small world. <laughs> so we talked a lot about Bates. I guess uh, I don't know if there's anything uh, else to talk about Pickwick. Otherwise, if there's people who got random, I know like Sean was trying to sneak in a few random questions to be others that we might have missed. So if you guys want to re ask any of those bait questions, sure. Uh, Let me be yeah. right back again. I'm sorry, Dad Life is calling. That's all right. We'll definitely uh, get Kevin to answer this question, Gabe, but I know I know Mark Menendez seems really high on the future of uh, Kentucky. It sounds like, and I know I've heard uh, Annam guy, I forget what his name is, Matt Robertson, say that he thinks it's just a couple years away from being fantastic again, and it seems like there's a lot of just under keeper sized fish that probably next year are going to be keeper sized fish so i've heard that like things are looking to swing around pretty good on uh, kentucky and barkley but we'll definitely get the sean you're probably talking about the new i think the what is it the launcher frog I've heard mixed reviews. I heard some people say that it's really good. I've heard some people say it's just another junk pizza scum frog. Uh, I haven't tried them myself. I've been tempted to order them. I've heard, you know, like the videos that JT Kenny does and a few other people on social media that probably are being compensated to talk about them, say positive things about them. And then I talked to some other people that think they're junk, but I don't know if they've really given them a fair try. So I'm not really sure. Uh, about those new launcher frogs. If anybody else in the chat has used the launcher frogs, has an opinion, leave a comment, let, let us know. Um, and uh, I know uh, Bateman had a bunch of them. I don't know if he's got a chance to fish them, but I know they shipped him some, and I know Bateman Jr. has got some. Um, so we can definitely get Kevin to weigh in on those two things. Um, otherwise, this year I've been mostly throwing discontinued obsolete frogs in my box and catch a lot of bass on them. Let's see. So what is your pre-thought bait strategy for Pickwick? Um, for me, there's two things that I really want to explore and one would be the grass bite. Uh, I definitely feel comfortable fishing, you know, whether it's the eelgrass or hydrilla or milfoil exploring that bite whether it's pitching flipping fishing the edges fishing the current breaks you know shell beds around them or little points and things like that i would feel really comfortable doing that um the other thing would be you know fishing shoals humps current breaks with you know paddle tail swim baits and spinner baits you know that type of thing would be the two bites that i'm kind of most interested in going into it but i'm trying to keep an open mind about the tournament uh and not trying to get too dialed in and want to kind of you know, not box myself in with preconceived notions. All right. Sorry about that. All right. So two people asked about your thoughts on the rebound of Kentucky Lake and potentially fish in the BFLs next year.
1: So uh, i going to be real honest with you. I think Kentucky Lake is going to come back. It's not going to be instant from what I saw this spring. Uh. And you'll be able to see it on YouTube probably in about two weeks uh, on Mark Menendez's channel, episode that airs. We had a plethora of 13 to 14 inch bass. And we've got this huge spawn of bait fish this year. There's more uh, bait fish than I've ever seen. A lot of it's skipjack and um, emerald shiners, but there's actually been a resurgence of threadfin shad. I think you're going to see a lot of fish growth. Um, it's going to be better. We still don't have um, uh, what I would call um, uh, a lot of vegetation. You know, right. uh, no grass or anything like that. We would love to see that come back. If the grass would come back, I really think it would speed up the recovery process. All
0: right. So, what is it? a keeper on Kentucky's fourteen or fifteen? Fifteen inch. Okay. So, like, if you're catching a bunch of 13 to 14s this year, you should start seeing a lot more limits next year. I think so. Uh, <laughs> there was a tournament
1: a couple of weeks ago, and it took over two days. It was like 36 pounds to win or something like that. But my buddy, uh, Joey, on Facebook, he is absolutely hammered smallmouth today and yesterday. He had over 20 pounds of smallies today on swim bait.
0: Well that's the one thing like the population population's always been kind of a a distant second right I mean there's been right. good ones but uh but it seems like the smally population has kind of held steady or slightly increased while the largemouth mouth yeah, I of,
1: think it's gone up man um uh, yeah. zebra mussels clear the water um the less grass i think actually helps the smallmouth um they're a lot more aggressive feeder than a largemouth, And the first bass ever caught that had a baby Asian carp in its mouth was a small mouth. Um, so I, I don't think they feel as threatened by the carp because they uh-huh. tend to move around a lot more than a largemouth, right. uh, and they'll get deeper. I think, I think they'll, they'll, they'll swim around and they'll find bait in that 30, 40 foot of water. Whereas the largemouth here, they'll go shallower, you know, but, um, and they're not so much smallmouth. Don't seem to be uh, cover oriented. I got to be right. careful. I think they're structure oriented fish, but they don't. You can catch a few out of a brush pile, but they don't live around it. They, they right. don't tend to just hang around that stuff. Now, from what I know, they, they seem to like stumps here a lot, but right. So you you we got to, we better get to Sean's question. He's been asking about those scum frogs. They're a yeah. great frog, and they've been around forever. Um and I was really excited to see Lynn, uh my boy Lee Livesey tear him up on that thing.
0: Now I don't know, I saw some close up screenshots that <laughs> didn't look exactly like a scum frog.
1: So oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, I might have to
0: call Lee and say, hey, Lee, what's up with that buddy? They didn't they didn't look like they had the red hooks that a lot of them have. Um, but they do have I mean, I feel like the the points of those are A little more exposed right like they're
1: yeah i have a they got so many different models of scum frog you know what i mean because i was trying to look and see you know there's like a big one there's the launch frog there's the the tournament series um there's all kinds of other scum frogs that a lot of people have never heard of and i've never even seen i mean it's a huge deal so um, i don't i don't know exactly which one he was throwing Sure. A lot of people do love scum frogs, and they have absolutely caught fish. So,
0: On a side note, does do you know Lance Freeman?
1: Unfortunately, I do.
0: <laughs> How do you really feel? <laughs> no, Lance is a good kid, man.
1: Uh, I'm still butthurt. I took him fishing when he was like 14. And he absolutely smoked me, and I was just like, yeah, I ain't taking him no more. All
0: right. So Sean's asking about my pre-tournament prep process. So, yeah, it's kind of a a slow burn for me. I mean, I I knew I qualified for this tournament back in mid-August. So I've been doing a little bit of reading, been watching some YouTube videos, kind of just getting a general feel for what I think is going to happen down there, spending some time on Navionics web app, spending some time looking at my Lake Master chips and my boat, um, talk to my buddy who fished the championship in 2017 kind of got his feel for what was going on. Um, yeah, just a lot of different things, uh, doing a little bit of Google earth, (laughs) looking at some of that stuff. Uh, I'm the kind of guy that likes to do a little bit of that. You know, I got a little of that John Cox flair to me. I don't mind looking for that off the wall stuff a little bit, kind of sneaky stuff. I don't mind, uh, wasting an hour idling back into a creek to see if something's there uh, in practice. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at uh, on that for this tournament, Uh, especially for a bigger tournament like this on a a southern impoundment. I've got probably two or three areas that I really plan to focus on for the tournament that I've kind of like – because I don't know, Pickwick's, I don't know how many miles long, 40 miles long, something like that. It's actually
1: about half the size of Kentucky Lake, believe it or not. Right. Maybe, actually, it's more like a third. Yeah. is uh, I can I ran into Florence, to, uh, the back of Yellow Creek, and it was only like 45 minutes. Yeah, that gets so me I from wanna, Kentucky. Dam giant dam.
0: Length, but I don't want to stretch myself too thin, running dam to dam. Yeah. Know,
1: I won't do that. I, I'm not the guy that's fishing for a shot at the Elite Series or Bassmaster Classic you are you're a lot better fisherman than me. I just tell you I just tell you all about the baits, you know. I should be a professional bass fisherman shopper is what I should be. You know how these women go out and shop for other women to dress. Like someone should hire me and say, "Hey, you you got to go with me to this elite event and you go in the tackle shops
0: for me." Well, maybe that's the, so like my wife does this stitch fix box, right? Yeah. And uh, the whole theory behind the Stitch Fix, it's kind of like, like a monster box to some degree. But it's a little different. Like, you supposedly get hooked up with a, a stylist at Stitch mm-hmm. Fix. You could be a, a bait stylist. Uh, and so the way that you, like, you kind of give them, you, like, you go through and you, like, click on things you like. and But for you, it would be like, this is the type of fisher I'm in. This is where I fish. This is, uh, right, like... Uh, you know, this is where I fish. This is how I like to fish. This is the type of fishing I do. I'm a club guy. I'm a tournament guy. I'm a uh, right. And then you could come back and like customize their weekly, their monthly box, their Stitch Fix, like their their bait fix, bait fix. I like it. Are you writing this down?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm taking notes, Bud. I'm always looking for a way to take over the bait world. When I did at a time, most of them I never follow up on, but, you know, I was, you know, I I didn't want to talk over, so I was responding to a little bit of the chat messages.
0: What's up, Paula? Good to see you. Yes. Like a bait consultant, Uh, a designer bait consultant.
1: The bait advisor. Yeah, I like that. You know, to be honest, uh, I've got all this crazy stuff here and so do you rich and all that, but really when it comes to Derby day time, we need about a 10th of that. And one yeah. thing you'll notice in all the, a lot of the pros in the events,
0: they keep it really simple. Yeah. My jig box is like 70% of what I throw.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's in the, the day we have our strengths and I think, uh, Lee Livesey showed you His strength is he's a power fisherman He's a great frog fisherman He's a good mm-hmm. swim bait fisherman I don't know what else he threw the week, But he did all, most of his damage Doing what he does
0: best And throw a frog Yeah I don't know what his total catch was But it had to be pretty close to I don't know what of his 20 fish Definitely at least 15 Came on a frog last week And he stuck with it man you
1: know, it's very easy for me to go abandon a frog bite because if I'm not getting bit, I tend to get start doing other things. Um, and he stuck with it. And that's uh, I think that's a key at any level of fishing, whether it's uh, up north where you fish or where I fish or in Florida, you got to fish your strengths, even on new water sometimes. And it pays off. Um, I'm not a guy if I had to go fish a tournament where I'm throwing sinkos all day. I'm going to be near the bottom, you know. If I try to fish like that, I'd much rather, you know, fish my way. Um, and but so, and, but those guys adjust, you know. You, you also can't put a round uh, or round peg in a square hole. You know, you can't force feed them a swim bait if they're just not biting it either. But
0: so you, you can do that for six cents. They could uh, somebody gives you a budget. And they they fill out a little report card on themselves. And then you just, you go, you do personal shopping uh, at the six cents and ship it to their door every month.
1: Dude, I I can do that on Tackle Warehouse. (laughs) The problem is, I tend to go crazy and it'd take me five hours to fit in a $50 budget. But that would be my five hours, not their five hours. So that's where it will work out,
0: I guess. Uh, So, how do you pick your favorite colors for baits? Uh, like unique colors or black blue green pumpkin shad well Bateman, the first thing he does is grab something purple
1: <laughs> number one that is the most important it's got to have some purple in it uh
0: for me it for jigs and soft plastics and that kind of stuff uh it typically for me is some version of green pumpkin or black and blue uh, and i tend to throw a lot of that tramp stamp type color where it's like yeah blue half green pumpkin like if i don't if there's any color to the water at all and i've never been there before i'm going to pick up that tramp stamp and there's a few other colors that other companies have for it right but that black blue green pumpkin laminate i feel like you can't go wrong to start out um and then i adjust right If, if the water gets a little darker i get a little you know louder darker colors if it's cleaner i go more green pumpkin more watermelon right and that's where most of my we don't throw a ton of like that plum June bug stuff up here mm-hmm. it, doesn't work. it just doesn't, it's not super popular where I know where down you live in the summertime, those plums, those mm-hmm. reds, those June bugs get a lot more popular.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, as many crazy crankbaits and swimbait colors and jerkbaits and lipless I carry and I throw and I've had success on when it comes to soft plastics and jigs, uh, Rich, I keep it pretty daggum simple. My favorite color on Pickwick, Kentucky Lake, and a jig is a green pumpkin with chartreuse in it. It it, it just works. I can catch them on it from mid-spring all the way up into the fall. Green pumpkin trailer on or a green pumpkin chartreuse. If the I like the chartreuse on the trailer when the water's got a little bit more color. Um, but you know, you look at my plastics, other than big worms it's um pretty simple man green pumpkins and you hit the head tramp stamp uh whatever you want to call it payback or it can even be a green pumpkin june bug same kind of deal yeah the green pumpkin base is where i always start um and then black and blue and then in the fall is when I really start throwing a lot of watermelon seed, some more, it's got some more transparency. I like a watermelon blue flake. I've done really good on that in the fall, watermelon candy. And then if I'm fishing deep, in 12, 15 foot, it's some kind of plum. It's a plum blue flake or plum crazy, plum blue flake. They're all of a plum base. Um, it's really simple. I don't have a lot of off the wall no worm colors. I got a few uh, different ones, but green pumpkin blue is a really good pickwick color. For some reason they eat it there. But again, green pumpkin base, it's got a little different flash in it. That's all.
0: Yeah. So for me, like one of my favorite colors I throw a lot of is this green pumpkin, black, brown, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. A little bit of black, a little bit of brown. And then with a jig, what I do so like if it's clear water, I got like this watermelon menace scrub, right? If it starts to yep. get darker, I go green pumpkin blue or 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 something like that, right? And then if it gets even more stain, then I go to like a black blue trailer or a tramp stamp trailer, right? And then yep. if it gets you know, so a lot of times with a jig, you can start with a base color that you like, and then you can go lighter, darker with your trailer and adjust. Um, yeah, ten ninety nine is another one. Otherwise, this oki craw, which is a black blue green pumpkin, is another it's base. Jig that That's I a great love. color, man uh,
1: I, You know, I get, and I'm sure you get this question, like, when do you match your jig trailer to your jig? Sometimes I have better luck, you know, like you've got that Okeechobee crawl colors putting like a sapphire yeah. blue on it. I'm not sure they're keying in on the blue, but it's that contrast. Mm-hmm. They like that contrast, you know, especially yeah, with the water
0: really, color. Most of them, I don't usually throw a straight green pumpkin. It's just I know a lot of people like straight green pumpkin and catch the fire, mm-hmm. but I like <clears throat> multiple colors. Yeah. And <clears throat> typically my trailer is going to match one of the strands, right. Or one of the shades, but mm-hmm. it's never like a solid silhouette of all green pumpkin or a solid silhouette of all black blue. Right. It's going to mm-hmm. be, <clears throat> and then I adjust. Um,
1: um, but to answer Sean's questions, picking them out, man. Um, I really go by time of the year. Um, no and jig, man, it's a green it's a green pumpkin base basically. The you know only time I don't throw uh, something some just got green pumpkin or black and blue is a swim jig where I tend to like some white and blue yogurt.
0: We didn't really talk about lipless baits.
1: No, and, and to be honest, I don't um, it's it's hard for me to get away from a regular old rattle trap.
0: That's talking about it, baby. The driver,
1: yeah? eight years old pb 86 on that thing right there lake fork special that is rt i believe it's 131
0: this used to be, i my original pB came on this um, dude. Like, that color freaking
1: smashes man it ain't on different regular chrome and blue but it feels cool because it's not yeah. blue it's turquoise is that red
0: line in front of it and Let's go.
1: <laughs> I actually caught it off the bank there uh at Moore's resort for your for your buddy Eric and was asking about the Moors. I caught it off the bank when I was eight.
0: <clears> That's kinda depends on what the grass is doing. Like if mm-hmm. some water's up and there's a little water above that grass, I think the, you know <clears throat> that lipless could play. Oh I do uh I mean,
1: I don't know if you got any bullshads, but it's a they they eat that burned. I one
0: thing that is I thought about, toyner. I've got some big swim baits and things like that, like glide baits and things like that, but I don't have like bull shads.
1: Well, if you got a Strike King wake shad or a six inch speed wake, uh, a wake bait, a really nasty deal there. I
0: really don't have a lot of that type of stuff, which I don't know. If this is when I want to add that distraction into my life.
1: <laughs> I'll probably wait till after the tournament. You know, yeah. you can always experiment later. Go, going to tournaments, trying to learn baits is a, is not a good deal. I've found that out from experience.
0: I do have a uh, come on this like five inch true tungsten and sexy shad.
1: Right. Yeah, just take the balls out. Just the tungsten balls, and then it's a floater.
0: My wife did that a long time ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you've
0: seen what's happened to me twice already tonight. Otherwise, I got some of these old school Seville swimmers. Mm. You know what's
1: weird though? I feel that bait only works really good on herring lakes. Like yeah. I've gone here and I threw it at a couple power punt lakes in Illinois and not got a sniff. But, but guys Hartwell will near swear by it. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I know the big swim mates could play down there, but I just don't know that that's, this is the time of the tournament to be playing around with that.
1: No, we got to get you qualified for, with, is it Bassmaster Classic or a bid for the Elite Series?
0: I, I'm more concerned about the Classic, to be honest.
1: Yeah. In Texas.
0: A big Dream Smasher or Ooh, something?
1: Yeah, yeah. I like those Dream Smashers, man. Talon, top hook. I got one up there. Mine's all faded. Got to be careful on them dudes, man, that the yeah. lead has that reaction. Oh.
0: I mean, I've got. It, like, if I happen to find myself sitting on a sack and I need to play around with some swim baits, I got enough to goof around with, but I don't know that that's going to be a
1: – Right, yeah. I mean, if you got 20 pounds, what's it going to hurt you to throw a round of Osprey for four or five hours, try to catch a six, seven-pounder? I mean, that's how I would approach that deal.
0: Can't, shadow bass and I can't throw a rattle bait, zero fish. <clears throat> yeah, I think you were talking about this on your stream. It's weird because, like, some—I mean, to me, it's one of the fishiest catching. Like, and up where I live, like pike, walleye, bass—like it just gets bit by a lot of things.
1: I got guys here that throw a little. They actually make an eight-ounce rattle trap
0: that got crush crappie on. They troll them for crappie, and to me, where I live, it's it's really about the grass <clears throat> and the and the uh, lipless crankbaits. I throw them around grass flats. <clears throat> um, right. I know down south you throw them in other places more, but uh, to me, it's it's for ripping through the grass. Um, but the other time that I've done well on it, when I've been down south is on super shallow flats on the river you know just finding those little stumps and little mud flats and where they're pushing bait and just throwing it in like one to two feet of water and i've I've had that luck on the mississippi river as well
1: yeah um i've actually caught them on the regular tennessee river below the dam on a red-eye shad um in the summer Mark caught him on, you know, the show I filmed with Mark, he was basically this time last year, burning it right next to the bank. Um, His was a red-eye shad and um, that pineapple smash, bright chartreuse color, man, overcast day, Uh, but for some reason they work really good on a river system. I don't know if it's, you know, there's a lot of bait down on those rivers and stuff, but the bass aren't used to seeing those things being burned above their head and they react to it.
0: Yeah, oh. I bet you got a big old box of diamond shad somewhere in his boat. That he Dude, out.
1: Mike, that place I went to in Illinois, Mike's Tackle World, I didn't get on video, has the biggest selection of old school diamond shads I've ever seen. I need to go back there and load it up before everybody buys them out, but that is a great lipless. They made two versions. Uh, a lot of people don't know. They made a smooth side uh, diamond shad. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, Randy wants to know are Norman crankbaits boss? No, sir. They are. Uh, they're plastic. They did actually. They did make a wooden bait uh, one time. I forgot the name of it. Maybe it was called a top
0: dollar or something like that. <laughs> nice. Cool. I don't know. Well, uh, so we've been almost two hours, and uh Bait Man's a little under the weather, so we'll maybe give it a few more minutes if there's more questions. But I think we covered I learned some nuggets. I've got a few ideas and things I want to add in my cart. Uh a couple nuggets. I got some sneaky colors for some Strike King and a couple of good other ideas. Uh, so,
1: Michigan. Yeah, you probably put some of those new Guggen baits in there. <laughs>
0: I, uh, I don't own any Guggenbaits. baits. Uh, I don't think I own a single... Man, I, I'm not
1: complaining. I enjoy it when people tag me and stuff on Instagram and whatnot. I always try to respond, you know. But, man, I've been getting tagged in a lot of giveaways, and they all got, like, Guggenbaits baits in them, and I'm like, man, you know, I, if I win, I don't know what... I'll just have to give them away, but nothing against them, man. I've just got... Yeah. It's kind of, you know, there's certain stuff that you're used to using, and you know, there's nothing wrong with the Guggenbaits and all that, but um, it's not my cup of tea.
0: Well, um, I guess you they're killing it, right? They don't need my help, right? Right. <laughs> so I was <laughs> you know.
1: told, and you you tell me if you believe this or not, because I found it really hard to believe. I was told by someone that attended a wholesaler show two weeks ago, a very big wholesaler, and Zoom wasn't there. And this wholesaler is the biggest wholesaler of Zoom in the country. And they said, well, Believe it or not, Guggen Bates has outsold Zoom three to one. And I said, I thought, man, they got to be making a hard Guggen sales pitch because Zoom has so many SKUs and is in everywhere. It's really hard for me to believe that Guggen is outselling Zoom.
0: I mean, I could see it. Yeah. Like if you told me Guggen was outselling Zoom at Dick's Sporting Goods, I'd say I'd believe that.
1: That's very believable.
0: I can't you know I mean? like, believe that but yeah so like i said like hey strike king which a lot of the baits in the guggen soft plastic are very similar right mm. uh, so those baits were around before those are baits that have been in my boat those are baits that i'm comfortable using so i, I don't I have no need to go grab a bandito bug i'll keep throwing my structure bugs right my right, right. So, um so yeah like I, i'm not bashing them but like they've they done their thing and uh, like that's just not where I'm going to spend my money.
1: <laughs> but I- I'll give them this: that they did come out with a good deal. I like the 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 rattling Ned, where they put the rattle in there. Nobody had done that; that was their own yeah. thing. So uh, kudos. to them. they did something no one else did, and it's a it's a good concept. Now, to me, I will just shove a worm rattle uh, in whatever right. Ned. It's hard to do that in the last tech, but you can do it in a, a, a missile, you know, Ned bomb or whatever you want to do. So.
0: The Booyah remaking the Excalibur. So I mean, it's the same company. They're just rebranding it out under the Booyah. Uh, yeah, correct. You test on those one time or? Yeah, I have.
1: Uh, I got them in a box up here, but,
0: but here's the It
1: works for Pradco, and I can't tell any difference. People at Pradco's told me there's no difference in the mold. However, I do feel like. There is a weight difference, and I think that's the biggest difference is they changed. The originals were like half and three-quarters, and those ones are, are now five-eighths and something else. Or I might have it backwards. Right. I would love to just take a Dremel and cut one in half just to see if there is actually a real The name. problem
0: is you don't want to cut one of your old Excalibur's in half.
1: I've got one that it's seen better days that I could probably do to it.
0: But I think in your lip, like if you go back and search your lipless stream from like a month or so ago, you kind of like break it down, don't you? I think.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I did a lipless stream like last week. I didn't get that in depth. Um, I will say I like the uh, the the booyah. They got that. Uh, oh yeah, I got that one, buddy. Um, and mine is the Excalibur. Um, they got the 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 hard knock. More of a rattles. That's the old one. Yeah, man. I got a couple. I tell you what, they did do though. They didn't get all the colors right. So that uh, I have a feeling of different factories making them, and that can change things quite a bit. It can still be the same internal design, but the new factory may be using a different plastic or different type of weight, but. Yeah, here's the other two I got. Dude, that uh, the one with the blue back is pretty deadly.
0: Yeah, oxbow is, I
1: think is what they call that. My favorite
0: crane color in Minnesota is anything that looks like a parrot.
1: Well, that's Tennessee River right there, bud. If it it's in the summer, any variation of parrot, chartreuse blue, chartreuse purple, it
0: just catches. Um, Nate, I have seen those. Instagram pics of what looks like a vibrating jig. It looks no. like a workaround, but I have no idea whether it would work or how it would work. But I'm going to have to
1: look this up. Where would it be?
0: Uh, see, I think it was in John B's story, and then people have screenshotted it and reposted it. I don't know where it would be. Hmm...
1: Um, well, they got a swim bait coming out, a hard bait. I saw that in John B's video. I, look, I don't hate the Googling squad. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll tell you, I actually enjoy John B's uh, content. Like, we went kayaking down the Devil's River was really good. I, I like that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, and he's a nice guy. I've met him two or three times now, and he's always seemed to be pretty level-headed. Hear- guy. He knew who
0: I was. Well, you can see this, but it's like a straight wire, and then there's like some kind, and there's three beads between the blade and the. Hmm, I don't know about it. It's interesting. I'm not quite sure how, but there's a lot of hardware up there on the front end, which I'm guessing helps them get around what they need to get around to make it.
1: Right. And it's got the Guggen eye on it, so that is uh, interesting. But with it like that, is that blade? That blade's not going to be hitting anything like a jackhammer. It's almost going to be almost like a scrounger deal going back and forth. Exactly. And it's
0: not. It's not free pivoting because it's a fixed wire, like a spinnerbait. It's almost like they put the blade on the R bend of a, spin, a short arm spinnerbait.
1: Right. Um, I could see that working. I could also see it being massively terrible. But I'm just cause it says Guggen, I'm not going to just throw it under the bus. You know what I mean? I I'm willing to give anything a whirl in an honest opinion about it. they may have figured out something uh cool. Uh, you know. But uh you know, at least they're trying to go out of the way to make something different this time. You know what I mean? Everybody's just itching for the day that Patton goes out on, on Z Man, you know.
0: So it says Lunkers TV has it in a video. Um, <clears throat> it was in Rob's last video. lunkers I do not I d I don't I don't watch Lunkers. would explain why I haven't seen it. Uh,
1: Last few I've seen shooting guns or reacting to war videos, and you know, I I didn't I don't mind watching their stuff, you know, but uh I'm not into that stuff. It says they're calling
0: it the clickbait.
1: <clears throat> that is, I'm not gonna lie, it's probably a good name for it. <laughs> I'll give credit where it's due. That's a good name.
0: Don't don't get Kevin all fired up, Sean. Not the time.
1: No, I'm I'm good. I'm trying I'm trying to,
0: you know. Really uh tone it down a notch for a while. Um yeah, we're trying oh, to get him don't we'll need his blood pressure going high when he's trying to fight off a, a virus. <laughs> so right.
1: Uh, but man it's true though, every time I start talking about him on my streams, all of a sudden people start joining in. It's that it, it's, YouTube listens to you, I'm telling you. It's
0: not working the night. We're holding steady.
1: <laughs> okay. You know what we got faithful people on here and I appreciate well, it. It's
0: been, good. it's been uh solid, rock solid tonight. So uh is the jackhammer worth the price? Um yes and no, it's a darn damn good chatterbait, but I also think the the Z Man custom that's a really good one. Like, so if let me just much- throw
1: a jackhammer. Uh I would throw the Z Man custom all the time. That's a really yeah, good one.
0: Like- let me just bring this one up like this is a bait that I throw about half and half and it's I think like six ninety nine at uh, t w and I think you get I don't know eighty to ninety eighty percent of the jackhammer for a third of the cost. How's that?
1: That's a very good – that's a that's a good statement
0: to make there. And you can get it with a 4 out or a five-odd hook. So depending on, you know, mm-hmm. what size fish you're fishing, your cover, how heavy a rod line you like to fish. Um, they got a bunch of good colors. It comes with the black nickel hook. It's still got the hook keeper on it, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Like it's got just about everything you'd want. Yeah, there's the hook keeper. It's got a black nickel hook. It's got – Way better hardware than the original, um, without maybe all the frills you don't one hundred percent need on the jackhammer. But that's my two cents. So, do I throw the jackhammer quite a bit? But I also throw the the custom a lot. I do. I don't
1: think it's um, the price is bad, but I do tend to agree with some people when they say it's overpriced because at the end of the day, it is just a bladed jig, but. According to Z Man, they've told me they make less on the jackhammer than any other product or any other SKU in their product line. And they said it's basically because we have to import it. We have to pay uh, two sets of royalties because uh, actually it's an evergreen bait and they have to license it to Z Man. So they're paying that royalty. Um, and they got to import it, and that hook is expensive. Um, so, I mean, you look at a pack of those gamakatsu flipping hooks, you only get three or four in a pack and they're like six bucks. So you think, okay, they're putting that hook into a bladed jig and, um, hand and skirt, which I don't really, the one thing the hand tie does though, is if you're skipping it or anything, it holds up. Yeah. But, um, I've catch a lot of fish on it, but, um, Picasso makes a pretty good bladed jig too. Oh, and the striking Thunder Cricket, uh, the only problem about Thunder Cricket, man, I've seen them in packages where skirts are falling off already and stuff. And uh, I, I don't think it's a $12 um, bait either. I think it's about a $7, $8 bladed jig, uh, just to be honest. But they
0: got right. to pay a buck or two to, to Z-Man. So they, yep. so the people who don't realize this, when you're in the bait game, every time you put like a quarter into your bait, it ends up being a dollar on retail. Yes. So when you pay a dollar royalty, that actually is going to be $2 in retail price. Cause yes. You got to up your at least margin, $1. You got to get your margin and where else gets their margin, it like doubles and triples that.
1: Right. I mean, you so you got to pay XYZ company a dollar. You know, Striking did it the right way. They contacted Z-Man. They got their blessings. They worked together on the 3X plastic z said, sure, we want you to change it up just a little bit. So they've got the movable eye, which is cool. Uh, I actually think it makes it hang up less because it, it pivots the bait a little bit. Um, but so let's say they had to pay a dollar for that. Well, they're negative a dollar. So they got to market up two dollars, just one dollar right. to get back to even one dollar to make some profit. Right. And then when they got to sell that to TW or Dix or whatnot, then, you yeah. know. So that, that's that's where those numbers come from And,
0: and that 40% gets lopped on top of that So it all <clears throat> magnifies So no, the U.S. jack cameras are not tungsten
1: Correct I had I got really upset I'm, You know, here I go on my horse I saw a wired to fish video on the guy's going through all the The yeah. uh, bladed jigs And he said, and the jack so good It's all made of tungsten And makes a different sound And I'm like, pounding the keys Yo, bro Jackhammer is not a tungsten bait. The guy yeah. comments, "Well, it's part tungsten." I'm like, "No, it's not even part tungsten." There's one in Japan, but supposedly the tungsten version will come to the U.S. It's almost more like a finesse version. It's 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 not. It's you know, tungsten
0: Twenty-two dollar jackhammer. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Brock green pumpkin flukes. Uh, I used to throw them a lot. Like I used to throw a lot of weightless flukes and fish them. Much how most people would fish a Texas rig weightless Senko. It's a good bait, it gets caught. I used to throw it a lot on a Carolina rig, on a mojo rig. Uh, a mojo rigged fluke is deadly in Minnesota in the weeds. So,
1: um, you know what? I, want, uh, I learned from Mr. Menendez, and I actually have a video of me catching a few uh, somewhere on this um, laptop. I need to post it on TikTok. You know, on those thirty-second fish catches, a caffeine shad weightless fishing like a cinco. Just uh-huh. it's got all that salt in it and those little ribs, and it's got a little <coughs> bit of shimmy. Oh man, I've, I've learned that from Mark. It slays. Like you can go. Mark was throwing an ocho or whatnot, and he'd come back weightless <laughs> caffeine shad crushed. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, and uh, another one I used to throw was the Lake Fork fluke. Yeah, oh, that one was good. Good one. I love I some jerkbait fishing too, man. And custom baits. For seven bucks, you get 80% of the, the the jackhammer for a third of the price, is my stance on that. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Saw our spooling, I'm on a reel. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, dude, that's that's no joke. I've only been offshore twice, and they've got more money in their line than I have in my baits. It's crazy. <laughs> like that, it, it's that, that
0: pink Andy line that was like rope. <laughs> <sighs> cool. All right, I gotta
1: get a new chair, Rich. You got a chair it. you're walking with over there. You gotta. You got something that's nice and comfortable. I've got these kitchen table chairs. I gotta get me something new.
0: I'm sitting on the back of my boat. I'm sitting on my rod locker. Oh my gosh. Oh, camera. Yeah, I just sit, I just my boat. I'm sitting in the Bass Cat. I'm sitting on a rod locker. I got my uh, little tackle box stack for my mouse here. And I got my wireless keyboard sitting on my lap. That's the set that's the, the smoke and mirrors behind the setup. <clears throat>
1: You absolutely rock, man.
0: And I took all my tackle boxes out from the rod locker that the laptop's sitting on, so if we got into bait questions, I'd be able to get the nose out without moving the laptop.
1: Always thinking ahead,
0: man. When you got the bait man on, you never know what baits we're going to be talking about. So I
1: tried to keep it pretty simple tonight, to be honest with you. It's, a, it's 11 o'clock
0: yeah I think we wrap it up. We had a great stream. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, pump that vitamin C take care of yourself hydrate and uh, I think well just people know I think you said you're gonna try to stream a whole bunch right
1: yeah uh, I'm gonna try to so basically the doctor said quarantine but you're the, he evidently knew who I was which is whatever and uh, he said listen you can do streaming stuff uh, you know they can't say nothing to you about work. You know which is fine he said you can i recommend if you have to get out of house go fishing i said that works so i may actually try to do some bank fishing go explore some ponds or something like that just to get something going on you know what i mean but i am going to try to stream uh about every night if i don't stream i'll be uploading a video so
0: so Check out uh, what is it the the Batman Batman
1: TV. I'm probably going to change the name of the channel. It's still going to be Bateman. I just want that. I need to get the TV off of it. Sure.
0: So it's Bateman TV on YouTube. What is it? Backst- Back
1: to the Batman on Instagram. That's probably what I'm going to change it to. That way everything matches. You know. Right.
0: So I'm saying you follow those. You'll see the notifications. I have links to the description down below in both the Facebook and the YouTube streams. If you don't already follow the Batman, uh, appreciate you guys for hanging in here. Special shout out to Sean uh, for the uh, the uh, super chat tonight. That's awesome. Uh, yes. At all because he's obsessed. We'll give him a little bit of the, the OG visor before we call it a night. That's right. I got. Future night we're gonna probably make this one
1: into a visor. It's so. good looking little hat. Yeah, this doesn't
0: fit so this is my problem. I'll show you. Like this omni hat actually fits my head pretty good, but this thing rides a little uh-huh. high. That's uh, just- I'm picky on
1: hats, man. I'm really picky on hats. I get those ones that stick up like the old uh you know, Bill Dance Redman hats. I'm like, man, my, my dad loves it though. It'll the taller hat is, the more my nice. dad wants to wear it. I we gotta pressure, wrap it
0: up. I'm gonna pressure Epic Eric and I'm gonna catch him on an off night when he's not going with Travis, and I'm gonna get him on the stream. Um and actually, if you saw Eric posted he caught a fish on that crank crankbait this
1: week. Yes, he did.
0: Can I make Bateman a six cents visor? I could, but I can't afford the sunscreen he would need to wear it.
1: Dude, it's uh Get a little thin back here. My visor days may be over, but, you know, Billy McDonald's bald head, he wears a visor quite
0: a bit. There you go. Uh, Yeah, so other other news. Uh, I've been talking with Mr. Gary Dobbins about having him on the stream, so that might be Mm -hmm. happening. Uh, I will say
1: I got a YouTube comment, and I shouldn't bring this up, basically saying that all Dobbins rods owners – think their stuff doesn't stink and no one else's rods is good and basically said the same thing about six cents that you're <laughs> not it, it's uh i don't i don't feel it's like that rich i feel like me and you're very um you know we have our preferences we do like to tell it how it is you know if there's something that you know whether we're sponsored by or not if there's a better option out there or other options that are equally as good we definitely talk about it too so
0: And honestly, I don't talk about other rods because I haven't used any of, like I have not used a favorite rod. I have not used a Daiwa. And like, I mean, I've got lots of Daiwa reels and Shimano reels, but I haven't fished an SLX rod. I haven't fished a (laughs) cocky rod. I haven't like, I'll just say, I don't know. I'll tell you what I do like about my rods and Mm -hmm. why. rods i use i won't give a, an opinion on a rod i haven't used i can and tell I you
1: consider that a much honest and better answer than just trying to make up something to say face and make someone happy you know yeah. I, i've had many questions about many rods and reels and just I said man i've never used them i'm sure yeah. they're good but i can't give you an honest opinion about it
0: yeah and to me rods are a lot like i don't know like shoes or cars or like I mean, Ford makes a good truck. Dodge makes a good truck. Chevy makes, but there's certain things that are your personal preference that fit mm-hmm. the way you fish. They fit the way you, you know, like, some people like faster action rods. Some people like more moderate. Some people mm-hmm. like round tips. Somebody just want all back, like it's just, you need to match it how you fish. Like, if you're a guy that you know, fishes a certain way with all power techniques and you're all braid, 65 pound versus, I mean, there's just different needs for different anglers, for sure. Some huh. people barely set the hook, they just kind of reel into them. And other people like slam it home, right? Like their mechanics are different, their style's different. What they want from a rod is different. So um, so
1: I gotta, show, I gotta show the viewers this, got this in the mail. I showed Rich. Just added to my DT flat connect. Uh this is the crawdad echo This is one of the hardest ones to get. If y'all find these on eBay, snatch them up before me. That's all I gotta say. <laughs>
0: Nice. Cool. All right. Well, we'll do it again. Uh, Make sure you check out the Baitman channel. Uh, If you're new here, and for some reason you haven't subscribed, make sure you hit that button. Uh, Yeah. Until next time, uh, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th